Hello again, and welcome to Politics with Autumn on Woezy Q 91.9 Smith College Radio. The views expressed on this program are my own and do not necessarily reflect the policies or positions of Smith College. It has been an incredibly long week in the political sphere between the first presidential debate and the COVID outbreak centered around the White House. I'm here to break it all down with you. Let me say up front that I acknowledge the president's illness as well as the first ladies. I hope they have a speedy recovery. However, with that being said, it is now a little less than a month until the presidential election, and I will not refrain from criticism when the facts demand it. That would be performing a disservice to myself and anyone that may find themselves listening to this. Despite the circumstances, truth is paramount. With that being said, let's start with last week's presidential debate. The debate was contentious from the start, with the first question centered around the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. President Trump began by saying, quote, We won the election. Elections have consequences. End quote. The president praised Barrett and said there is more than enough time to push through the nomination. President Trump then quickly pivoted to say that Democrats would be responding similar to Republicans in this situation, only Democrats would appoint a justice faster. Vice President Biden responded by saying that the American people should, but don't have a choice in Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, because we are already in the middle of an election that has started, and that tens of thousands of people have already voted, so we should wait. Vice President Biden voiced his concern over the repeal of the Affordable Care Act, leaving out 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. President Trump took issue with the number Vice President Biden used and interrupted Biden's time to say so. From there, the debate devolved into a fight with words and a struggle over getting their messages out. President Trump became offended when Vice President Joe Biden said that Roe v. Wade is on the ballot and the moderator, Chris Wallace from Fox News, had to get involved for what would not be the last time. When talking about President Trump's non-existent plan to replace the Affordable Care Act, Wallace had to say, you're debating him, not me, as President Trump continued arguing with Wallace. President Trump again made the claim that drug prices would be plummeting and said insulin was so cheap it was like water. What followed was more interruptions and arguing rather than a traditional debate. On a question about packing the Supreme Court, which Vice President Biden chose not to directly answer, tensions got high when President Trump again would not stop talking over Biden as he was speaking. Vice President Biden said, would you just shut up, man? This has now become a meme and it's already featured on pro-Biden t-shirts. When discussing COVID-19, it was pointed out that public health officials have been muzzled and that President Trump had previously stated the virus would disappear. Vice President Biden stated that, quote, a lot of people died and a lot more are going to die unless he gets a lot smarter, a lot quicker, end quote, which led President Trump to attack Vice President Biden's college record. President Trump later on talks about the COVID-19 shutdowns and blames Democratic governors saying the shutdowns are a democratic ploy and they'll keep cities shut down until after the election. Then when Chris Wallace asked about President Trump's stance on masks, President Trump said he will wear a mask when needed and says that everyone has had a COVID test before the debate. 
President Trump then said he isn't like Vice President Biden. Quote, I don't wear masks like him. Every time you see him, he's got a mask. He could be speaking 200 feet away from them, and he shows up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. End quote. President Trump joked about the size at Vice President Biden's rallies and said his rallies have no ill effect, conveniently forgetting about Holden Cain. President Trump claims that despite COVID-19, that he has brought back football. Then in response to questions about taxes, says he has paid millions of income tax, though he gave no specific year that he did this. Then President Trump said he paid millions of dollars in 2016 and 2017. President Trump told Vice President Biden, quote, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years, end quote in response to Vice President Biden saying, quote, you're the worst president America has ever had, end quote. It continued on quite angrily from there. Both debaters and moderator Chris Wallace ended up arguing between themselves for a good portion of the show without many facts or policies being laid out at all. When it came time to talk about race in America, President Trump was asked to condemn white supremacists and told the far-right supremacist group, the Proud Boys, to stand back and stand by, which the Proud Boys quickly picked up and used as a slogan. Moderator Chris Wallace often attempted to re regain order, literally pleading to President Trump to allow Vice President Biden to answer his questions and to ask President Trump to not talk over others. It was a mess overall. There weren't many facts or policy decisions discussed, though both sides tried to make their opinions heard. Moderator Chris Wallace did not fact-check the statements of the two contenders, but many other news sources did. President Trump was not entirely truthful about the economy and continued to attempt to spread disinformation about mail-in voting in cases of ballot fraud. President Trump stated, we are weeks away from a vaccine, but there is a very small chance of an approved vaccine being ready by the end of October. Dr. Anthony Fauci, a leading member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, has said it could take until April 2021 to produce enough vaccine in order for every American to get a dose. Vice President Biden made the claim that manufacturing went into a hole before COVID. However, during President Trump's first three years in office, there were nearly a half a million manufacturing jobs added in a business climate that had been decreasing since the late 90s. Later on in the night, President Trump made the claim that he was supported by the Portland Sheriff when touting his support from law enforcement officers. The Sheriff, Mike Reese, took to Twitter to correct the President, writing, quote, As the Mitnamah County Sheriff, I have never supported Donald Trump and will never support him, end quote. President Trump also said that Vice President Biden had called African Americans super predators. If you remember the 2016 ad targeting we discussed last week, you may recognize the word. Then Mr. Trump used ad showing his opponent Hillary Clinton using the term super predators, not Vice President Joe Biden. Lastly, President Trump said that Hunter Biden, Vice President Biden's son, was dishonorably discharged from the military for using cocaine. Hunter Biden was discharged, but not dishonorably, from the Navy in 2014 when a drug test came back positive. All in all, it was a long and chaotic night. Some people enjoyed it, but many hated it and thought it made our country look poorly. 
Some believe we get to hear the contenders as they are rather than talking points. People in other countries viewed it as another sign of a degrading and eroding democracy in America. The debate also did not seem to sway many undecided voters. Another contentious piece for the debates is how the questions about is now the question about COVID-19 prevention. Masks were required and a negative test within 72 hours of the debate was required. We became aware of the Hope Hicks positive diagnosis on Thursday, followed by President Trump and First Lady Melania Trumps. The Trump family took off their masks at the debate and declined to put them back on. The moderator, Chris Wallace, even went on Fox News to criticize the lack of masks and the lack of caution. On to the next part of an ongoing story. It has now been revealed that 11 people who attended the Rose Garden event for Amy Coney Barrett on September 26th have tested positive for COVID-19. There were no masks worn and no social distancing utilized. Then there was a smaller reception inside that included prominent Republicans. The event is being called a super spreader event with 150 people possibly being exposed to the virus along with three Republican senators, Mike Lee of Utah, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, and Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. This put the votes for Amy Coney Barrett up in the air, as Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski have said they will oppose the vote. If the three senators that caught COVID are absent from the vote, the Senate may not clear the SCOTUS nomination. However, Senator Mitch McConnell and Senator Lindsey Graham have called a two-week recess but have also kept the schedule to begin Barrett's confirmation hearings on October 12th. Along with Senators, White House Press Secretary Kaylee McGinney and the Assistant Caroline Levitt tested positive, as well as former counselor to the President Kellyanne Conway and RNC Chairman Ronna McDaniel. Trump campaign manager Bill Stepien and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie both tested positive. Though Kellyanne Conway seems to have basically been forced to be truthful about her diagnosis, as her daughter Claudia told her nearly 1 million followers on TikTok that her mother had COVID-19. President Trump tweeted out four days ago, quote, Tonight at First Lady of the United States and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together, end quote. The next day, he was taken by helicopter to the Walter Reed Medical Center located in D.C. President Trump has also come under criticism for doing a performative drive-by for his MAGA fans when still at the hospital and putting many people at risk, including Secret Service agents, in order to do so. He later went on a tweeting spree to rival his previous ones. He tweeted things like, Religious liberty, vote, law and order, vote, 401k. Vote. Space Force. Vote. Pro-life. Vote. To fight the corrupt fake news media. Vote. Many speculated it was likely the steroids that had him on at the hospital. They had him on at the hospital. He was discharged and went back to the White House Monday night. Then on Tuesday morning, he downplayed the virus again, tweeting, quote, flu season is coming up. Many people every year, sometimes over 100,000, and despite the vaccine, die from the flu. Are we going to close down the country? No, we have learned to live with it, just like we are learning with COVID, in most populations, far less lethal, end quote. 
President Trump was given supplemental oxygen before going to Walter Reed, as well as a vitamin cocktail, but seems to have felt fine the majority of his time at the hospital. However, him using his condition to downplay the vi virus is potentially dangerous. As soon as he returned to the White House, he removed his mask for a photo op. President Trump is still on steroids and a trial drug in order to prop him up and still has the virus no matter how he is treating it. The president's physician, Dr. Sean Conley, has not been extremely forthcoming or helpful either. The steroid use also suggests that he has more than a mild case of COVID. The Walter Reed doctors have said that President Trump has refused to waive doctor-patient confidentiality. Therefore, the doctors are unable to share his lung scans with the public. It is unclear how the rest of his recovery will unfold or how many others may get COVID by being in close proximity to him. It is a precarious time with the president sick and the election less than a month away.